for me, I learned that accessing my intuition, it really came with me being really honest with myself about like what I want, how I feel honoring like that part of myself. And the more I did that, the greater my intuition became, you know, because I was able to get more information because I was more honest with myself. It is Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And congrats for surviving another wild, chaotic Mercury retrograde. I don't know about you, but this one, there are moments where I was hanging on by a string. It was kind of chaotic. It was kind of wild. Right before Mercury retrograde, took place, I had this beautiful conversation with the beautiful soul named Ebony Banks, who is today's special guest. And Ebony is an intuitive and Reiki healer, and she is a trauma survivor who used her wealth of inner spiritual resources to thrive during her own healing journey. And she is on a mission to serve those who need help healing parts of their lives that have been stuck, that are preventing them from living the life that they deserve and desire. So she uses her primary spiritual gift of clairtangency to receive information and impressions through the power of touch. She uses this modality to channel energy to the recipient and helps them heal holistically. And so in this episode, we talk about Reiki. I'm so curious of the experience of a Reiki healer since clairtangency is not one of my dominant senses. I don't even know if I had that sense because I've never experienced it, but I have been curious what it's like to be a Reiki healer, the experience that they feel when they do channel energy to help someone heal. And so she talks about that experience. And we also talk about different Claire senses, also the physical versus the non-physical and the power of accessing your intuition through nature. She even shares nature spots in New York that she frequents because she is in New York. And we talk about healing trauma intuitively. And another thing that I thought was fun was the power of art therapy because I noticed that she had a lot of beautiful art around her. And she said she's not even an artist, but she painted that. It's beautiful, it was radiant, and she's a radiant being. And yeah, I'm just so thankful to have had this conversation. I know that you are gonna find many golden nuggets of wisdom throughout to carry through life. So with all that being said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Ebony Banks. But I'm looking at you and just grounding and feeling present. I love, love. I don't, people don't see what I'm seeing, but man, her aura is just so radiant and bright. And she has this yellow painting behind her, which (laughs) she painted herself in art therapy. And if you guys could see what I'm seeing, you would just love the energy. Ebony, thank you so much for coming on the show. It means the world. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Me too. So what is lighting you up most in this season of your life? Oh my goodness. Probably the fact that um, healing is is ongoing. It's never ending. Tell me about it. It's never ending. And I used to be naive and think, oh, one day this will just all be over. Like yeah. I'll be healed. And yeah. 
you know, mm. things will be over. And it's like, no, I, I, I realize that it's, it's a never ending journey. I'll be healing, you know, for the rest of my life. Every single time I feel like I just take a giant leap. It's like the universe wants to challenge me even greater. I'm like, okay, I think I'm done with the lessons, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, it's so true. And part of me feels like it's a, you know, it's a blessing because once you begin your healing journey and you realize that it never ends, um, you, your evolution, just as a human being and your consciousness and your awareness, it is so much greater than people who don't ever start a healing journey, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's a really beautiful way to have an elevated human experience. Yes, I agree. And I'd love to hear your journey. I'd love to hear the story that drew you to feeling called to be an intuitive healer and then your exploration of your spirituality and just who you've become today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for all of that. It's so much because it's lifelong, you know, it's lifelong. it is lifelong. I'm someone that is always kind of shied away from um, my spiritual nature for a really, really long time, you know, because I just thought it made me like weird, you know? <laughs> which <laughs> it kind of does, but we love that. <laughs> I mean, now so much, you know, it's not an issue anymore, but you know, years yeah. ago before people were talking about chakras and energy and past lives and all these things, they were very much a part of my life, but you didn't see them in the mainstream media. They weren't on television. Show. Like people weren't talking about them. And so at that point, I thought, you know, just my inner circle will know these things about me. You know, a lot of people didn't even know that I was an intuitive person unless, you know, like I said, unless you were in my inner circle. But it's been something that's been with me since I was a child. I was an intuitive child. Mm. and didn't understand it, didn't understand myself, didn't know what to do with it, you know. Mm. And um, then in adolescence, I thought it left me. That's how I thought about it. Like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Do you think that you blocked it to try to fit into the norm? You know, I've never thought of that before, but I bet that's exactly what I did because I really did think it was gone. Like, that's how I thought about it. Like whatever I was doing to access information as a child is not happening anymore. I don't know why it's not happening, but okay. It's gone. You know? Yeah, absolutely. What kind of a Claire were you as a child? Is it the same Claire as you are today? No, not at all. My dominant Claire today, I learned on accident, but as a child, the one that I, I was a, a clairsentient as a child and claircognizant for sure. Do, do you mind talking about the six clairs? So if someone's tuning in, they're like, what are these? And also what each offers? Yes. So um, Claire spelled C-L-A-I-R just means clear, right? And so there are lots of clair senses. So I am predominantly tangent, which is not one of the well-known clairs, which means clear touch. Tangent means touch. Uh-huh. Um, clairsentient is clear feeling. Yes. Uh, claircognizant is clear knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, Claregustus, I believe, is, is when people smell. You could people smell information. I know, isn't that so wild? Smell. Yeah. No, that's happened to me one time. I have chills. Oh. Yes. What, what did you smell? Tell me, what did you smell? It was uh, a communication with my, my great grandmother, my maternal yeah. great grandmother. And uh-huh. it came through smell. <laughs> it's happened to me one time. Mm-hmm. And then there's Claire. Uh, what are the other ones? That's four, right? So then there's, um, what am I missing? Your, uh, let's oh, see. clairvoyance. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> the most common one, clairvoyance, right. which is clear seeing, you know, people who yeah. can't 
you know, see energies and auras and spirits and all those things. Is it the most common one or is it just the most well-known in media and also just people, they assume when someone's intuitive or a medium, that's what they do is that they see. Cause I feel like most people are probably clairsentient and claircognizant. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. But for some reason, the word clairvoyance gets used over more popular yep. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people don't even know what it means. They just, that's just the word that they go to. Exactly. Uh, and they refer to like psychics. And I don't even like the word psychic. I think it's so outdated. <laughs> I prefer intuitive, you know? Yes, I agree. I agree. I also like the word seer. There's something about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then what's the last one? So there's touch, okay. see, smell here taste taste oh did we do taste no okay so then the last one is i guess clear taste which is clear what's the word for that (laughs) oh there's also hearing there's also hearing yes oh a clear audience right clear audience clear audience Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. who hear yes information that's not spoken yeah i think there are actually seven of them and do you think yeah do you think that you have had an experience with all of the senses um, no, I don't okay. know, actually the taste one, if that I haven't, I haven't experienced taste, <laughs> but hearing, <laughs> seeing, touching, you know, smelling, feeling, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. all of those. And, and I really with being clear tangent, we also experience, um, clear, um, voyance and clear things at the same time, you know, like all those right. things happening at once. Because you're also a Reiki healer, right? You've been yes. doing that practice for a while. I'm curious as a Reiki healer, with all my clairs, I would say see, feel, definitely see, definitely feel, uh, mm-hmm. and just knowing. There's just this strong knowing. My dad and I were talking about this last night, how we just have this, we just know, you know, that there's a presence there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've experienced smell, come to think of it, just on a occasion. But most, I'd say my dominant would be sentience, feel. I've never experienced touch. I've never experienced touch where I can touch somebody and just know and channel all this information. Never. And I'm just curious. I want to go inside the mind of a Reiki healer, just a healer that experiences this touch. I want to know what you guys see and feel and observe. I'm just curious about the whole experience. I will tell you all about it. So what's interesting is um, Reiki is not, neither of them are things that I pursued, right? So I was saying, I learned, I was Claire Tangent, I mean, quote unquote, accidentally, right? And it Mm -hmm. was because this is the universe. It was so guidance, so much guidance. So there's a woman who's a Reiki master who I was friends with Mm -hmm. and she have these spiritual, you know, sessions and things in our house with other spiritual people. And I'd go, we talk about all kinds of things. And then one day I asked her, you know, if I can have an appointment to like either clear my chakras or align my chakras. I don't remember. We were going to do one of the two, but she thought I was wanting to be attuned to Reiki. And that's kind of what she prepared for. So that morning I'm at her house and we walked to the park for the session. I just kind of went with the flow because that's what she wanted to do that day. So I was like, okay, this is fine. So I wasn't seeking out Reiki. And then while she's, you know, praying over me and we're doing all these things and we're in a public park here in Brooklyn, New York, and this tall man, you know, with a yarmulke, a Jewish man walks over and he's like, what are you guys doing? He sees the paper say Reiki. He's like, you know, would you like to practice on me? And so the woman is like, oh, the universe always sends you exactly what you need when you need it. Of course, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's down, you know, on the blanket we have in the grass. And I'm just essentially doing what she just taught me to do. So I take his shoes off and I start with his feet. Feet for me, I get so much energy from feet. I guess because there's so many really? in the feet. 
Yes. I get so much information from the bottom of people's feet. It's I start my sessions there, my clear tangent sessions there. There's so many spiritual things with the feet too, because people will bow down and touch the feet. Yes. Feet are so powerful for me. And I also just, I like, like, I think I might have a foot fetish. I just like feet. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) He lays down and I start touching his feet and I got all this information about his wife and his daughter. So I'm telling the woman, because Reiki is silent, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm telling the woman I'm, you know, getting information and I'm, I start talking and she's like, yeah, keep going, keep going. By the time I get to the top of his head, like this whole story, you know, that was going on with him. And he said, how do you know that? And I was like, I have no idea. I've never done that before right now. Chills of a It's so wild. So both of them were kind of accidental, you know, like I was, I only do Reiki because I can for people who don't want a full clear tangent reading. But in my opinion, the clear tangent readings are like my thing, you know, and that's where, that's where I get most information. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So, oh, that is so wild to have that experience of just touching somebody. Do you see visuals or is it just this overwhelmed sense knowing how do you receive this information or is there someone whispering something in your ear like I'm curious how do you receive a range of things that are happening so um you know I always tell my clients like if I cry during the session like don't be alarmed because so much energy is moving through me that it might move me to tears not necessarily that I'm feeling sad but I'm feeling so much energy you know and I'm like surrendering to it and the surrender just feels so good to me that it can make me cry. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, like what it's, it's a lot about what I'm feeling. So the clear sentient is happening, but it's not happening unless I'm touching. Right. If I wasn't, I wouldn't get that feeling. Right. And then I could see images in my mind's eye. Um, sometimes I can pick up like their loved ones, you know, like, someone's boyfriend talked a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I picked him up on her solar plexus, you know? So it's sometimes somebody's grandmother, because we carry our loved ones and the energy that we feel for them in our bodies. Yes. So I will pick them up sometimes. Wow. So it usually comes through feeling and like something in my mind's eye, you know, like it's, yeah. And the feeling is so interesting too, because, you know, it's not emotion, you know, it's, it's, it's the, um, it's a feeling that gives me information. I don't know. It's It's, it's one of those things. It's not just, you can't describe it, but I feel like a lot of people are very intuitive that are listening and they just, they get it. You, and without having to explain in words, you know, you know, when you have certain sensations, but that is fascinating to me as someone who has never had that experience. And I'm also, I can be skeptical sometimes of, who I allow to touch me, I guess. And I want to go to a great Reiki healer, but how would I know this person is legitimate and also using good energy as they touch me? Cause I can be very superstitious and I'm like, don't send negative energy. Absolutely. I mean, I always say, just trust, trust whatever comes up for you. If you feel the slightest thing that makes you uncomfortable with that person. And sometimes those things can be your own biases and it's not warranted. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you feel it and, you know, do what makes you comfortable. And if it's, if it is, you know, something that's a bias and it's not warranted, oh, well, the next time it comes around, do it with the next person. (laughs) Well, I'm getting good vibes from you. So if I'm in Brooklyn, I'm going to pay you for a proper Reiki session that I feel like I desperately need. I'm serious. Well, you know, I do both remotely as well, which also, yes, which blows me away. So when I started doing Claire Tangent sessions remotely, I just, it's amazing how energy works, you know, like I have a teddy bear. 
that essentially access the person's body for me. And usually it's on speakerphone. I don't want to see them because like vision can distract me. So oftentimes in my sessions, my eyes are closed because I don't like, I just don't want to see. And um, so I have a teddy bear that I use and like in the same places that I would touch the person's physical body, if they were in the room with me, I use the teddy bear and I get the same results. Yeah. That is amazing. Wow. I I had to buy a special teddy bear just for this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you, are you still taking clients and everything? Yeah. Absolutely. Listening on my website, you could book an appointment with me for sure for remote sessions. Yeah. I am just emphasizing everyone like her energy is there's something so special and I'm not just saying that like you, you, you. Yeah. So if anyone feels very called, do it. (laughs) I appreciate that. I think my sessions are really powerful and it's not, you know, I'm not at the point where it's like, it's something I do more because I can, you know, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to like income. And back in the day, I would do it for free for people, but then they would blow me off. They wouldn't show up. They wouldn't even tell me they weren't showing up. So I actually yeah. have to charge people money. That's good. I'm glad you are. Appointments. And also I just understand like the exchange 10 years ago, exactly. I had a different relationship with myself. So it was exactly a little bit different. I feel you there. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. The Reiki um, is one thing and the Reiki is just, it's a, it's a laying on of hands essentially. Okay. No, and it's it's an ancient Japanese healing modality. Um, mm-hmm. 
where you essentially channel energy from you. I'm used as the vessel that's channeling energy from the divine ethers through my body to the other person, you know, and it's a silent practice. Um, where mm-hmm. I jump around their, you know, different chakras, different points in their body and just help them to like clear energy blocks and really um, open up like their flow of energy. Yeah. Because I don't think many people realize how much we're communicating with the non-physical world around us all the time. I mean, it's nonstop. It's impossible not to. We are massive energy fields, you know, yeah. and we're always like emitting signals <laughs> around us to other people, to other, you know, to any life force energy in our in our field. So yeah. it's really important that our energy fields are clear because yes. the way I think about it, it supports us in navigating, you know, who we where and how we flow, you know. Yes. So how do you recommend we clear when we're at home by ourselves, or let's say someone is financially just on a super tight budget and they can't go out and seek someone help them cleanse their self. Of course, that's very helpful when someone does, but also some people just feel better just doing it on their own or there's a reason. So how do we just do this on our own, cleanse our energy? Uh, I mean, I think it starts really, there's so much mental work involved, right? And so really just being mindful of your thoughts, being really present Mm. with yourself as best you can so that you can catch those negative thoughts, you know, that come up that say, oh, I'll never have enough money for this. I can't do this or whatever the negative messaging is. It's really important just to be present with yourself. And that costs no money. And that that is probably, I think, present, being present is the most important thing we can do. Um, because all those other things that I'm about to mention, like, you know, meditation and um, breathing correctly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not just the breath that we're doing right now. Yeah. Incorrectly right now, but like, Same. <laughs> you know, slow, long breaths, you know, breathing into your third eye. Visualization mm-hmm. is also super powerful. Everything. Um, And being creative with your visualization and, you know, removing barriers, you know, with your visualization and how you see things, all those things, you know, are super, super duper important. And this is also a great way for us to become more aware and tap into our intuition, which I know is something that you help others learn and access and understand and listen to. So what are some other ways we can really begin to, well, first, what is the intuition? If someone's new and listening, this is our first episode. What is the intuition, how would, I'd love to hear how you would describe it. And also how can we listen to this? Yeah, for sure. But before I get to that, I just want to share that my, the other thing that I do are clear tangent readings. So for, I want to confuse people like the Reiki is one service and clear tangent readings are another. Okay. It's silent. It's strictly energetic, clear tangent sessions. I'm talking the whole time telling you essentially what your body is telling me, you know? Wow. Okay. Um, But intuition, I would, I think of intuition as like, uh, you know, whatever you call the divine intelligence, supreme intelligence, I think of it as that. It's that part of, it's our connection to that part of existence that lives inside of us. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My dad, by the way, he, I keep bringing him up for some reason. And this is, I have an oh. owl painting right here. <gasps> Love. Oh, gorgeous. Right? So yesterday he. Beautiful. I know. Did your dad do that? No, no, (laughs) no. I just saw it. And I was like, I need this. There was a big call to it. I love they're one of the animals I connect with. Yeah. So beautiful. But I mean, and many intuitives, I'm sure an owl means something to you too. I feel like there's something about the owl, right? And 
uh, my dad yesterday said he was driving and an owl was just flying by during the day, which is something you rarely see. And I was like, what does this mean? This is obviously a good omen. And he's somebody that's very pragmatic and in his mind. And it was whatever you're going through right now, listen to your intuition of your mind. And it was a message he needed. And so, man, I feel like even without seeing that owl, it's something we need to do on a daily basis anyway. Absolutely. But there, there's just something and knowing just this inner knowing that we just know what the right choice is deep down, but our mind can often cloud that judgment. So how do you decipher this mind and the intuition? That is a good question. I mean, intuition has taught me so much about it. And so, you know, I know that intuition is always loving. The message you receive will only be a loving message. So that's one clear indication. If you're being present with yourself and you find that you're having something negative to say about yourself or other people Mm -hmm. or life, you know, your intuition is abundant. It has an abundant mindset, right? Yes. So, you know, any, any messages of lack or, you know, on any level is not, that is not your intuition speaking. You know? Absolutely. Your intuition will only be loving and it will oftentimes present something that you never thought about. Right. Right. That is so, so true too. It's really can surprise you. Yes. Yes. Because it's wise. And so, and it knows you, you know, it's you, it's just, it's another part of you. Oh man. Especially when you, let's say you're deciding between two, you know, you're making a decision between two different lanes and you just need to pick a lane, but they both might feel right. Yes. How would you know, like, which is the right way to go? Do you actually sit there and meditate or do you go and seek Reiki help? Claire? Yeah. Uh, tan, tan, Tangent. Tangents. <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend we do? Oh, goodness. I mean, I meditate. You know, I've been meditating for like 20 years. You know, it it can get in that place very easily for people who are challenged with meditating or, you know, getting quiet. um, Follow your your um, what feels good for you. Yeah. Um, Because if it's something that if the thought makes you feel good and is, you know, happy, then that is definitely an indication of like, go that way. Yes. It's something that makes you angry and upset. Then, you know, that's an indication that that's not the that's not the way to go. You know? Absolutely. It's just, and it's wild what meditation can sometimes, I don't know. I just feel like my mind will trick me into a variety of things and tell me, but I, I, my mind tricks me to the point where it's like, oh, this is what is right for you. This is what feels right. And then it's pretty much only a meditation or like a long bath where I'm basically in a meditative state where it just comes. <laughs> I completely understand. I mean, the same thing happens to me. There are scenarios mm-hmm. and there are times in my life where I'm just so, I want something to be one way so badly. Mm-hmm. That I don't surrender to what is actually the way for me. I'm yes. like, no, I want it this way. This want- way. <laughs> you also talk about how intuition is also a route to greater love and authenticity, which is so yeah. beautiful. Such a beautiful message. Do you mind elaborating on this? Yeah, sure. So for me, I learned that accessing my intuition, the you know, it really came with me being really honest with myself about like what I want, you mm-hmm. know, how I feel mm-hmm. <laughs> and honoring like that part of myself. And the more I did that, the, the greater my intuition became, you know, because yes. I was then able to get more information because I was more honest with myself. That's and, you know, yeah. And it can be really hard to be honest with ourselves and to, you know, about our relationships, about, you know, how we feel about ourselves, about the state of our life at any given time. And so really being honest with yourself about the hard things, you know, is this 
great way to allow your intuition to like flourish and flow because otherwise it, you're, it can't serve you. Yeah. It can't serve you if you're not in your truth. So beautifully said. And you also talk about, which I, I love this topic, the non-physical self. And you talk about how we can connect our non-physical self with our physical self. So what yeah. is the non-physical self and how can we connect this with our physical self? Yes. So I, the way I think about it, the, you know, our non-physical self is more focused on like how we're being, you know, yeah. life you know, what we're allowing ourselves to experience, to think, how much love we're emitting, you know, all of those things. And then the physical self is like the doing, like what we're actually doing in life. Yes. When you bring those two together, it's like, you can really live powerfully when Mm -hmm. you're allowing, when you're being conscious about how you're being and you connect that to what you're doing, even if it's like, you're at your job in front of your computer all day right? Mm-hmm. It's like marrying those two things is really powerful, you know, bringing your being to your doing. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but it's a lot easier said than done yes. to a lot of people. So let's say someone is, like you said, let's say they're behind a computer all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're also bombarded. They, they, they might be scrolling through social media all the time and they're very mm-hmm. heavily influenced by other outside sources, even listening to podcasts all the time. I remember there's a time where I was just nonstop listening to podcasts to the point where I was so influenced by that world that I lost myself a little bit, you know? And so how do we get back to us? Yeah. I mean, if you're doing those things, a really good way is to just become conscious of things like your posture, putting both feet on the ground, right? And if you have an opportunity to take your shoes off, like do that and put your feet on the ground. Um, you know, having a straight spine, remembering that you are an energetic being and allowing like your body that serves as, as this vessel of energy to really kind of, um, be in a position where it can like receive, Yes. you know, uncrossing your arms and legs, taking really deep breaths when you have a chance, you know, all those things can kind of bring you back to how you're being, no matter what you're doing. Yes, yes, yes. How does, Repression. So this is very interesting to me because I've never really heard this before. Yeah. Repression, mental, suppression, emotional. And I was like, yes. okay, yeah. So how yes. do repression and suppression differ and affect our daily interactions and responses? Oh, that's such a good question. So um examples of both since you know suppression is emotional, you know, a really easy, accessible example is when anyone doesn't let themselves cry right? Maybe, you know, you don't want the person in front of you to see you crying. And so you don't want to upset them for whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, you'll hold back your tears or your anger or any kind of emotion. Yeah. That's suppression and repression um, also is subconscious. So suppression, in addition to it being emotional, it's also conscious. Mm -hmm. It's an at will conscious act and repression is subconscious. Mm. And so it's happening, you know, without you choosing for it to. Um, And I think of it as um, it's kind of like a defense mechanism. It's a mental, for me, that's what repression was. It was a mental defense mechanism, you know, because I wasn't, it connected to my trauma and I Mm -hmm. wasn't in a space where I was able to um, acknowledge that this, you know, horrible thing happened to me and I needed to deal with it. And so Mm -hmm. I repressed it for a really long time. Yep. Yep been there and also releasing that. How do I know that you talk about uh, trauma and releasing the trauma, whether it's minor or major. So especially since you are an intuitive healer, how do you feel like we can 
understand our trauma and see it to release it? How, how do we release this trauma, whether it's minor or major? If that's such a good question too. I mean, it's going to look different for everyone because it really yeah. depends on your relationship with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and we all have such different, different levels of authenticity with ourselves, you know? So it will depend. I know um, for me, it happened subconsciously. I was just guided to doing all these things that I hadn't done before. Um, and, you know, they ended up changing my life. Like yoga was a big part of that for me. And I, I went to a yoga class like 10 years before I started doing the yoga that I'm doing now and really? hated it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm never doing this again. I, this is, <laughs> I do not like it. Yep. Yep. And then fast forward 10 years, I'm in my, you know, yoga, hot yoga class again. I'm in love. I'm doing it four days mm. a week. I can't get enough of it. You know? Yes. Oh, I miss so it. I mean, it also depends when it comes to repression, it depends on how ready the person is, you know, because I think when I was doing it 10 years prior, I, I wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yoga, like puts me in my body in a different kind of way. And I wasn't ready to be with my body that way. Yeah. So it took me a little while. So, um, but what tips can I, can I share for that? I guess, yeah. you know, um, meditation is great, but everyone's not into meditation. So if you don't meditate, I would, you know, I always say spending time alone is a big one. I think it's really important, you know, for people to mm-hmm. really find whatever time available to spend alone, because, you know, that's when we get to really be our most authentic selves, you know, yes. <laughs> even if it's just in the shower, even if it's, you know, on your bike, whatever it is, find a minute to spend alone and then do that on a regular basis. And really th- the biggest thing too, is, is acknowledging that you have a divine counterpart that mm. is your intuition that is with you all the time. Yes. <laughs> how do we how do we communicate with this divine counterpart? Oh, good. I mean, it starts by just knowing it, you know, like yeah. just be, and we beat ourselves up so much about like the things that we haven't done well in life that we tend to not see that we are actually divine beings. So like just having an awareness that oh, there's a part of me that is divine, you know? Yeah. And it's evidenced in everything that is happening in our bodies that we're not doing. <laughs> Exactly. You know, yes. the, the digestion that's happening, you know, yeah. like the Good functioning, point. the functioning of our entire body is evidence that we are divine beings because we are not consciously doing anything to make the French fry digest after we eat it, but it does, <laughs> but it does it all on its own, you know? Yes. Yep. It does it all on its own. Um, and then what are some of your strategies for maintaining mental balance? Oh, um, again, spending time alone is a good one. Not watching television. <laughs> Not at all. I haven't had a TV in over 10 years. I couldn't do that. I love my TV too much. <laughs> I love it. But now I can stream everything. So it's not the same. So I see everything. Oh, yes. No, no, no. I, oh, I see. Well, I stream, but I, yeah, I have but a TV. 10, but 10 years ago, like, you know, things weren't as sophisticated. I could, there were things I couldn't see as readily as I can see them now. Right. Of course. Um, but yeah, just like distract, you know, turning off social media, getting into nature, yes. like all those typical things you hear people say, being in nature, yeah. you know, focusing on your diet. Yes. Eating well, getting good sleep, all the basic things, you know, I think super helpful things. I don't know if there's anything new that I could add to that other than like the importance of spending time alone. Yeah. I feel that in nature. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about being here where I'm at right now is 
the nature, the land. It's been beautiful. Do you ever go up to upstate New York? I do every now and then. Yeah. That's nice. Homes up there and it's a nice little getaway from the city. I noticed that I have a decent percentage of people that listen in New York. Nice. And so how do you connect with nature when you are in New York or the New Yorkers out there? Yeah, I I frequent the parks. You know, I live in Brooklyn. Prospect Park is probably one of my, it's probably my favorite park in the city. Um, I also like Brooklyn Bridge Park. Um, I don't go to Central Park very much just because I'm not up there. (laughs) I'm definitely like a below 14th street kind of person. Yes. New York is what I'm talking about. Like I even know what you're talking about. I'm like, yes. That was for, that was for your your New York city listeners. um, (laughs) Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the park and, you know, my home is also my sanctuary, you know, because the city is so crazy. As soon as you walk out your door, depending on where you live, it's really important to me that my home has like plants and I've got crystals and, you know, it's, it's a calm, like sanctuary for me. And I can tell it is looking around. So you also in your sanctuary, you have paintings that you painted yourself, which are so beautiful, especially someone that doesn't claim to be a painter. It looks like you are, (laughs) you know, as I'm looking around at these. So how was painting part of your healing journey? Oh, it's so, you know, I, I never painted before in life. I was not into it, but I, you know, I dated men that painted and I had friends that are like just artists in general. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I'm a pretty creative person. I just painting wasn't it. And then um, it was really serendipitous because I had this event and I needed an easel and no one had an easel for me. I was like, are you kidding me? I just need one easel for <laughs> one night. <laughs> Nobody had it. So I ended up buying it. And then it sat in a corner of my apartment for like three years. And then one day I bought some paint and some canvas and I started painting and it just felt so good because it, it's, it's almost meditative for me, yeah. you know, because I can, I can zone out when I'm painting and do nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but, you know, just focus on those strokes. And it was just so powerful for me to just like sit there and allow myself to feel and be with myself in that way. And these are huge canvases as well. So you get to walk in and you just remember that moment probably, or there's a beautiful energy about it for sure. Oh, thank you so much. The one behind me, that that is my favorite size. 60 by 72 is now my favorite size to paint on, but they started off much smaller. <laughs> I might replace this owl painting with a future art therapy painting. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and I didn't even know that art was like, I guess I did know it could be considered therapy, but I just, I don't know. I guess I never applied it to myself. Right. Right. And I mean, the other people that do workshops on it, art therapy is supposedly very therapeutic. So that's beautiful. Yes. Do you have any other messages that come to heart before rapid fire? Ooh, anything that comes to heart? Um, no, nothing's coming up right now. All right. Well, In that case, you're ready for rapid fire. Sure. Ebony. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Definitely tea. Okay. What kind of tea do you like? Oh, my favorite right now is probably like lavender chamomile, you know, really calming teas, but I like all of them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What is your favorite form of body movement? Definitely yoga. I know it. I know it. Do you know your, (laughs) do you know your astrological big three? Yes. Are they sun, moon, and rising? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know my whole chart, but yes. I I'm, love it. <laughs> I'm Virgo, sun, Scorpio, rising, Libra, moon. 
You're I'm powerful. so Scorpio too. It, it blows me away how it shows up. It's very interesting. That's amazing. Um, where is your happy place? Oh, my happy place. Probably in the bathtub. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Animal that you connect with most, if any. Ooh. Oh, gosh. What is an animal I connect with most? That is a good question. I like so many of them and it changes, I think. Yeah. I mean, right now I really want a cat. Mm, yes. Yes. Um, do you have a morning routine? I do have a morning routine. Yeah. And what does it look like? Um, I usually get up and have water, you know, or one or two glasses of water. And then I go, I start yoga. I put on, you know, burn some Palo Santo. I'll play like some uh, sort of mantra music. I'm yeah. listening to this really beautiful Lakshmi mantra that I found on YouTube that I like a lot right now. And I'll go into a yoga practice. I do feel like you need a cat. You know why? Why? (laughs) One reason why I have, my dog is so dependent on me. I love my dog, right? But cats, they're so independent and, but they also still give their love. And there's also just a, there there's, I have a friend that has a, I would say it's her soul cat, right? There's a soulmate in this cat. I feel like my dog's my soul dog, right? Like he's a soulmate of mine for sure. But I don't know. There's just the second you said that you want to get a cat. I like picture on your couch and I just feel like you need a cat. I don't know. I can see it in here too. I've been thinking about it for about six months now. Oh my gosh. It is time. Yeah, (laughs) The right one will come when you're ready. Yes. 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 (laughs) Also another thing I guess about my friend's cat, it's like the cat is like a guardian angel to be there. And then I learned that from another medium I actually recently spoke with, um, said that my dog was here as my guardian angel. And I felt that on a soul level because I was going through, I needed him and I didn't realize it. Not that I needed him, but I really did feel his energy. I think you should get a cat. I think so too. And cats also like dispel negative energy, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I can't tell you, like he's been such a healer for me. Oh, I love that. Yeah, see, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) And if you could gift everyone a book, what would it be? Oh, probably The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Classic. Iconic. And it's just, it's so powerful when you put yourself in that space. It's like you're in a whole nother dimension and you haven't even moved. Yes. Period. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. And then if you were able to whisper something in the ear of your 20-year-old self, what would Mm -hmm. you whisper to her? Well, I would tell her that she's not weird. <laughs> I love that full <laughs> circle moment. She's not weird. Also, if there is anybody that thinks it, embrace that weird. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I just thought of something that I wanted, I could share that you asked me earlier about if I had anything to say. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I think a, a message that I really would like to share with people is, you know, what you just said, like embrace your weirdness, you know, like so many people think that the spiritual you know, non-physical world is like woo-woo and it's, or it's not accessible and it's highly accessible. We're living in it and around it all day, every day. You know what I mean? Like it's as accessible as our physical world. It's just a matter of um, becoming aware of that. And the more you become aware of that, the more you will become aware of it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen to that. And well, on top of that, I mean, you can add to this with this last question that I ask all the Euro Magic guests is how would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a good question. How would I advise you to create your own magic? I would probably 
Yeah, I definitely think it's best for people to really um, focus on what is true for them. Yeah. You know, not what is true for somebody else, not what somebody else told you, what somebody else likes, what somebody else thinks is cool or popular, but like, what is the thing that is true for you and drawing you? Because that's where you'll find your magic. 100%. I fully (laughs) agree with that. And it's so easy to get lost in the sauce and what everybody else is thinking this day and age because it's so easily accessible on social media. But yeah, just remember what lights you up. And we're in this really magical time with, you know, the beginning of the age of Aquarius and everyone has so much to offer humanity and supporting our evolution. And if we're all just kind of, you know, doing what is popular, we won't get to like all this other stuff. You know, absolutely. So it's so important that everyone kind of like own who they are and what they have to offer that is specific to them because it enhances, you know, the collective. I love that answer. I love it. I love it. And where can everyone connect with you? So my website is just my name, ebonybanks.me, E-B-O-N-I-B-A-N-K-S. And my Instagram is at intuitive ebony rights. Intuitive ebony, ebony rights. Yes. Ebony, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, you're such a bright and radiant light. And I was feeling so scatterbrained right before our call you really drew me in and made me feel grounded again and present. And I just love your energy and the messages you shared with us today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so grateful and just get ready because it's the, you're, you're feeling the eclipse in two days. So that might be it. That really might be it. Also Mercury (laughs) retrograde right now. And Mercury, it's a lot going on in the sky. That could be it because I really do. Oh no, but I feel grounded now. I feel grounded now. I'm just going to light some sage and be good. Do you have a favorite incense? Um, right now it's Palo Santo. I love Palo Santo. I can't right, get Ebony, it. I agree. I fully agree. Ebony, thank you so much. I hope you come on the show again. This was so wonderful. I would love to. I would love to. Anytime. <laughs> Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop, eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.